Hello and welcome back to Dr. Quackers and today we're reviewing Ratatouille. I've talked about this movie a few times in my previous reviews, being in my opinion one of the best examples of an animated film. To most people being the best or one of the best Pixar films, I think it's their best one, which is due to its story and its mature themes and storytelling that normally isn't found in these type of films, especially in Pixar. I think only a few of their films truly can reach all audiences and part of that has to do with the fact that most people when they see that it's an animated movie they automatically assume it's for children it's part of the reason why there's so many films like sausage party the south park movie or and then they're like oh i took my kid to see it and it was totally not for them it's like yeah because animation doesn't mean child it just it's the medium that the story is told through so that's why part of the reason I appreciate this movie so much. First, I would like to talk about the cast starring Patton Oswalt, Will Arnett, Lou Romano, Peter O'Toole, Brad Garrett, Brad Bird, Janine Garfolo, Ian Holm, Peter Sohn, John Ratzenberg, Ryan Dennehy, and James Ramar. I think everyone does a great job in this movie. I really enjoy Patton Oswalt as the main character, Remy. Well, there's a t technically two main characters, Linguini and Remy, but most of the story is told through him, and he is the narrator of the story, so I consider him the main character overall. And I really enjoy him. I think everyone does a great job. I had no idea Will Arnett was in this movie until I read the cast, and I was like, oh, he plays that character? He actually plays... Uh, one of the characters that most people remember, it's like, I killed a guy with this thumb. Like, that guy will always change his story about why he did time in prison. That's that's who he voices, and I didn't even fucking realize that. But no, I, I think everyone does a great job in this movie. I don't think anyone what, did bad. I, I, I love every character, and I think everyone's voice perfectly fits it. I think the performances are also fantastic. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I can ask for from a cast. I do love the character designs. I th I love all the characters in the movie. I love the little side characters. There's little things that you notice if you when you've watched it on. I, I do think this movie does reward rewatches. So just noticing little things that like certain characters do. Like there's a guy in there that's like a wicked pyro. Anytime he has the chance to light something on fire, he gets like super excited and he lights like a mini blowtorch and he's like, yes. Or when they finally get to burn the the really shitty. Um, still like frozen food like little things of him dressed up as the theme of that food and he's like yes I get the light on fire they dump wine on it it's pretty funny also I love how everyone has their own little interesting backstory uh, they, there's this whole scene where Colette like explains to Remy and Linguini because she don't know Remy's there but he explains to Linguini like you know just because we work in a kitchen with chefs doesn't mean we're snooty because everyone assumes we're snooty but like no we aren't like that guy over there, he ran away when he was 12 and joined the circus and then got kicked out of the circus for fooling around with the ringleader's daughter. Like, stuff like that. And like, that guy, he was part of a rebellion. Oh, what rebellion? Uh, he won't say. Apparently they didn't win. So things like that, I just love those little, like, bits bits and pieces in a story. Just, you know, little tidbits that gets that helps you suck into the film and makes everyone seem real. And, yeah, it just adds a little heart and charm to this movie I really enjoy. The music is composed by Michael Giacano. I hope I pronounced that correctly. It's one of my favorite film scores. I love how it fits the setting as well. It's a score that is a perfect fit for the movie. In fact, most people are now very familiar with him due to the Batman, because he scored that film. And honestly, that's another great score. 
definitely one of my favorites as well. I still have the soft spot in my heart for Danny Elfman's score for the first two Bat. I think I actually did all the Batman films in the 90s. And then the Batman animated series. It's hard for me not to like that more. It's because it's it's like the, one of the soundtracks of my childhood. But it's pretty goddamn close. And I think this dude is a great composer. And I would love to see other films that he will compose later. <laughs> the animation is, of course, great. It should be, honestly. It's Disney Pixar. And the funding for the, these fucking movies are insane i really like the fur and hair textures i mean it came out in 2007 and it looks like it just kind of came out today and it's just great like that also the expressions on the rats faces i think it's super expressive and i really like it it's very you know has that charm i enjoy now my favorite part of this movie like i said earlier is the story this is a story of ego it being the film's true antagonist not anton ego the, the Grim Eater, ego, like everyone has. Everyone has an ego to some level, whether it's a positive or a negative one, and sometimes it can dictate many people's lives. After Rem and Linguini rebuild Gusto's restaurant, they begin to take each other for granted. Uh, for example, Remy, he then goes like, oh, I don't need Linguini. Everything, everything that's great is happening is through me. You have had nothing to do with it. Therefore, I deserve all the glory. And the fact that you're telling the press all these little lies about why you're able to do these things in the kitchen and why, you know, it's because of your relation to Gusto. That's what, that's what makes me great. And I just, I just knew I was a great cook. Now, as an, obviously as the audience, you realize that he's doing that because that's the only plausible way to explain what's going on. But Remy feels slighted by this. And Linguini, due to everyone praising him, he then be begins to believe his own hype. And then he's like, yeah, I am. I am what they say I am. You're just an assistant. And I am also a huge part of this. And without me, we couldn't be a success at all. Which, is, they're both correct. But it ends up leading into this little blowout. Linguini is the first one to realize that he had done wrong. Uh, Remy, due to his ego and how he felt hurt by Linguini being like, no, you don't get to just tell me what to do. I'm not, I, I'm not your puppet and you're not my puppet controller guy. <laughs> but yeah, and so he comes back and Remy then decided after that slight to show his father and the whole clan of rats how to get into that kitchen and steal all the food. Linguini then returns and sees that he's stealing and that's where Remy then realizes that his ego got too much to him. And Essentially, they learn what they learn from each other, and that's what leads into the final character arc of Ego in the story, Anton Ego, which is maybe because of my uh, what I like to do and how you're listening to me, I, I have a little more attachment to this character. It is my favorite character in the movie just because I love the arc of him. You know, you're first introduced to Anton Ego, and he is the one that made Gusto lose a star, and it's what caused Gusto to have a broken heart which led to his death and then losing another star, making Gusteau's restaurant a third star restaurant in Paris that used to be a five star. And he essentially is the end all be all for restaurants in France. If he doesn't like you, guess what? Your restaurant is no longer popular. You, you are essentially, your career has been heavily tanked due to him and his word alone, which is why he's called the Grim Eater. He's the death of restaurants. Now, I love the little visual things they give Anton Ego. He's very thin, he's very skeletal, similar to, you know, how a Grim Reaper would look. His office is in the shape of a coffin. If you look at his typewriter, there's a skull on the back of his typewriter as he's typing. It's just little things like that I super enjoy. 
and his ego i mean he, he his word is end all be all similar to like some critics you know sometimes a critic of a, a well-known critic of whatever they're critiquing or whatever they're in charge of can really be the death of things so and one of my favorite parts of that is when he's told that uh, Gusto's is popular again he almost just spews out the wine he was drinking he looks at his wine bottle like what am I going crazy did I just hear that the restaurant I said that was now a tourist trade that it's it's to the same equivalent of Chef Boyardee is popular I said it wasn't there's no way and it should not be allowed for them to continue that that is a besmirch on my on my name and my word and my ego and then he t basically has a personal vendetta to prove that Linguini is not the great chef people try to say he is and that he is right and he will get the final say and remake Gusto's into another into what he said it was which leads to my favorite moment in the movie it's when Anton Ego first eats the ratatouille that Remy made now what a lot of people and it's part of the reason why that scene resonates with me is when Anton eat, first takes the bite of the ratatouille the I guess the, the food was so delicious, so intense. It brought him back to the moment that he realized how much he loved food. It brought him back to when he was a child. He crashed his bike and he was upset. So his mom made him some food to relax him and basically comfort him after being injured. And his mom's cooking caused him to have a love for food that led him down the career to become a food critic. Now, I remember, like, this is the kind of movie that like, I watch, and that does the same thing for me. It's like, I remember, like, my first major movie that I fell in love with, Star Wars. And I'm like, wow, what a great mo <laughs> moment this is. And it makes you want to be involved with films. And then after he begins to chew it, and, the, and that joy and love of that what he used to have for food, because essentially, he's been missing that from his life, which is part of the reason why no one's been able to capture it, which is part of the reason why he's so bitter. He's not able to recapture his once love. And so he then begins to devour the food in front of him, needing to know who the chef was. And it's the first time you see him genuinely smile in the movie. Now, it then leads to him asking, like, oh, Linguini, like, I thank you for the meal. He's like, no, I didn't make it for you. And then he, he thinks it's, you know, Colette that made him the food. And then eventually he's like, if you want to meet the chef, this you have to wait till all the customers are gone. And he's, he says, fine, so be it. And then he's then presented with Remy, and he's explained the whole story. He's shown how Remy can cook and does make food, and it gives him the realization of, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's time to be on a different side of the food. And he, he realizes that, you know, the average piece of junk is worth more than the word deeming itself and it is something that i think about and he's like it's it's fun to write negative reviews it's it's fun to tear apart something that's presented to you it's fun to write it's fun to do and it's something that 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 whole speech that he gives at the end of the movie sits with me almost any time i review a movie it's just like is this movie as bad as i I'm, as i'm saying it is is it's it's definitely worth more than you listening to me saying how bad it is it's easy and it's very little risk to, for me that I take upon myself to either praise or 
basically shit on whatever movie I watch and what I tell you about. Which is why it's worth more. It's someone's creative genius, whatever you want, whether you like it or not, being made and presented. And they had the balls to show that to you and to show it to the world. That's why it's, it's a great thing, even if it's not great itself. So yeah, it is, it is such a great story. And I, the other part of the story that I really love is Remy. Because he is a obviously a being from another place and being a rat and wanting to he is in some pretty much infatuated with humans in the sense that he looks at them like oh they're beings that can create I don't create rats don't create we just steal what others have or make or whatever they, they that's their whole life and he, he he doesn't want to be a rat he wants to be a chef and that's who he is that's his proclamation by the end of the movie but his father and his brother does accept him. He's the only one that he feels he can talk to. But his father is like, no, you're a rat and you're going to be a rat. And he's torn by two halves of like, I want to be there for my family, but I also want to be the cook that I know I should be. By the end of it, he realizes, no, I, I can be both. I will be the chef once his father is, is obsec- of, of accepting of him. You know, the drive to want to add or do something to the world is what most people feel. It'd be very surprising if anyone was like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't want to do that. I feel no, no want or need to add something that you did. You created, you, you said something. You want, everyone wants to add something while they're here. And I just really like that little piece. And I think that this story can, isn't necessarily a, a child story. Now, most people would deem it so due to it being a Pixar film and being animated. But if you haven't watched this movie in a long time, or if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, like, I like kids' movies or whatever, I want you to rewatch this movie if you haven't already, or if you're not already to the same place I am. And really think about the subject that's, that's in the movie, how the characters progress, the things that they say, how the story goes, the character arcs. And if you can still honestly tell me that this story is a child story and it should it would only be considered a kid's movie it's, I don't I just don't think it is and I, I think this is a, a movie that proves that so I give this movie a 10 out of 10 I think it's Pixar's magnum opus I think it's one of the it's one of my favorite movies for sure and I think it's definitely one of the best animated movies you can watch out there so I hope you enjoyed this review if you did, I highly appreciate it. If you want to go give my other film film reviews a listen, I also highly appreciate it. And, you know, <laughs> uh, it's summertime's coming. It's time to, you know, try and lose the, the chub-a-dub. That's what I'm trying to do right now. I'll be more active. So, yeah. So, why don't you stay tuned to listen to Viking Fitness, you know. Got a discount code. Help you out, you know. Offers all kinds of assistance, whether, you know, you need special sentence, you know, special diets or special exercises due to some physical impairment or diet problem. Viking Fitness is there to help you, so please stay tuned. Let's face it, we all drop hundreds of dollars on shit that hasn't done much good. When was the last time you spent just $225 and you actually profoundly changed your life? Answer, most likely never. 
Well, if you want your chance, here it is. If you are out of shape and have said more times you can count, I need to do something about this. This is opportunity knocking. You have approximately 3,640 weeks in your lifetime. 16 spent wisely can make whatever you have left better than you could have imagined. Get in or back in shape with expert guidance from a certified and experienced professional trainer. No crash diets, no bulk shit, just results. Visit www.vikingfitnessnh.com, mention Dr. Quackers, and get 10% off your, your custom fitness plan. Again, that's www.vikingfitnessnh.com. Thank you.